Couchfish, dumb pipes. When I reviewed The Last Tourist, one bit that stood out was an inference that destinations are at risk of becoming dumb pipes. At one point, Gia Ventures founder Bruce Poontip says, Travel has taken a turn and the destination is no longer relevant. When you pull that apart, what does it mean? What are the risks for destinations when the destination itself is no longer relevant? When the Laotian Times reported that the southern hub of Paxes plans to introduce a walking street night market, Puntip's words came to mind. A few days later, the same publication noted Savanakhet is to hold a monkey feeding festival. There's nothing wrong with these initiatives, I guess, but there's a, there's a difference between what I'd term an organic walking street night market and one contrived for tourists. The former builds out of something that serves local people. It grows out of an existing night market that overflows and examples exist across the region. In other cases, they evolve out of there being a heavy concentration of people. Bangkok's Kalsan Road, at least the old version, is an example of the latter. The more contrived affair probably got its first shot in the arm in Chiang Mai. The city already had a night bazaar, but the night walking street in the old city brought more to the table. It was, and continues to be, a huge success. Luan Pabang replicated it, likewise with success, as did others. Today, or should I say tonight, some kind of a night walking whatever is a staple of a tourism diet. I'm not sure how often they play enough of a part in tourists' hit lists that's, that such a thing brings on a longer stay, but looser wallets do result. This is a good thing, as long as you're buying local fare and handicrafts, not cheap imported tat or a Starbucks. And yet, taking Paxe as the example, there is far more on offer. It's a hub for motorbiking, for visiting waterfalls and coffee plantations, or a beautiful small island. Any of these would bring on longer stays, and, more importantly, they're pretty much unique to Paxe and the Bolivan Plateau. Midway through the pandemic, a friend attended a travel conference in Europe. It was at the stage at, at, at the stage where concerns about COVID, at least in some parts of the world, were easing. In Southeast Asia, though, nations remained pretty much closed to recreational visits. My friend recounted a conversation between the exasperated representative of a very large international tour operator and that of a destination in Southeast Asia. I'm paraphrasing here to keep it family-friendly. You tell your boss to open up your bloody country or we'll take our packs to the Caribbean. They have beaches too, you know. There's much to unpack from the above, but more than anything, aside from the tour rep being a complete dick, this is the risk of being nothing more than a dumb pipe. Many years ago, I was at a bar in Bali, 
when and met a guy whose business was buying up hotel rooms and reselling them. I guess you'd call him a consolidator. At the time, Bangkok's airport shutdowns were hammering tourism and he was in Indonesia to sort out a buffer. He said, The only thing you can do in Thailand that you can't do in Bali is hill tribe trekking. It sounds ridiculous, but it isn't far off the money. I was talking to some tourists the other day here in Bali. They love it here and have been visiting for decades. Depending on the prices of flights and connections, they holiday either here or Phuket. When I raised my eyebrows at Phuket, they said there's little difference between the two. Now, I'd have more than a slight quibble with that, but when I consider where they stay, Kuta in Bali or Patong in Phuket, they're not far off. The Kutas and Patongs of the world are so similar that you could argue they are dumb pipes. As such, they become subject to not only tourists' whims, but that of aspects out of their control. Flights, tour itineraries, tour prices. If they had maintained the considerable differences that once existed, would that still be the case? Back in the 1990s, when I spent too long bouncing around islands, I saw the morphing in real time. Same same but different became same same but pretty much the same. The beaches might be different, but the infrastructure and tourist services became a dull background. As a guest house operator said to me, we need German beer if we want German guests. Writing the last few entries of Alpha Paid for Couchfish on Jakarta, I've thought about how over the years it has, it has become so much more like Bangkok. Bangkok, in turn, like Singapore. Singapore, like Sydney. They're not identical, of course, but there's a same-sameness to them that wasn't the case before. Does it make them any less worth visiting? Of course not. Does it make them more interchangeable? Yes. This is globalization at work. Rising living standards bring the malls, fast food, mass transit, and so on. These are all driven by local desires, yes, perhaps framed by a preponderance of Western media, but I'm not going down that wormhole. Tourism, likewise, has gentrified entire destinations. Wealth continues to grow at uneven rates, and where a martini-flanked beachside horizon pool was once newsworthy, Today, it's the norm. If you can get your $5 martini in Phuket easier and cheaper than your Bali one, that's a problem for the latter. Destinations would be well advised to work on doubling down on their differences. Stop gazing over the fences and replicating what the Joneses next door are doing. Be yourself. Couchfish is 100% independent and reader supported. If you're not already a subscriber and you'd like to show your support, become a paying subscriber today for just $7 per month. You can find out more about Couchfish here or simply share this story with a friend. Don't forget, you can find the, pre the free podcast on Apple Pocket Casts and Spotify, as well as right here on Couchfish.